0: Welcome to Better Cast Saul, the officially unofficial podcast for Better Call Saul on AMC. I'm Jim, and I'm Aaron, and we're talking about season one, episode two, titled Miho. Uh, I think everybody can figure out why it's titled Mijo. Miho. Miho. Be tough not to know in this episode. Such a good boy. Uh, he he's cooking. How how many scenes are we going to see of literal cooking? Do you think?
1: I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I remember watching the season two cast of Breaking Bad with Tuco and thinking like, man, I could really go for one of his, his burritos. burritos. Is that what he's cooking here, you think? I, I mean, it looked like he's chopping up some meats, chopping up some tomatoes. Uh, yep. He's making some fresh salsa. Like, say what you will about Tuco. The man brings a thunder in the kitchen.
0: Apparently so. More than one type of thunder. Whether
1: it's a well-appointed grandma kitchen or whether it's some shithole shack, he Mm -hmm. can he can do it all. Like he might have gone, he might have taken a wrong turn with the whole meth thing. Uh, uh, Apparently, you can clear (laughs) millions and millions of dollars illegally running uh, Mexican chain restaurants. Apparently so. So like you don't even have to give up the criminal lifestyle if that's your thing. Yeah. So I'm just saying. He could have could have could have been something could have been a contender.
0: All right, do you know anything about this episode? This
1: episode is directed by the great Michelle McLaren. Nice. Known yeah. for her uh thrilling action sequences in both Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and soon to be directing the DC uh staple Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, she's fallen back on some old uh, Breaking Bad tricks in this episode, I noticed. She she certainly did. So, is written didn't mind that. Uh, written by the ghoul Peter Gould. Yeah. And that's 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 what we got. So no villigan in the writing of this one, huh? No, you just fucked right off. All right. Okay. Peter Gould said stay out of my territory. <laughs> this one's mine. Yeah, see I've heard rumors that Vince Gilligan is only going to be showrunning this first season with him. Co co show running. Oh, that'd be interesting. And then he's gonna leave it up to the ghoul to get the job done hmm. on subsequent seasons. I, I don't know if that's still true. I heard that rumor a long time ago.
1: But so that's the thing, like so. You know, a lot of people say with Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, George Lucas didn't technically direct the show. He's just the executive producer. Same thing on like the Indiana Jones series. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you actually watch any of the making of, he seemed like he was a co-director. He like offloaded the stuff that he didn't personally like doing it on Kazdan and some of the others. Uh, <laughs> I got that wrong. That's the, the writer, I'm pretty sure. Um Anyway. Uh, and to Spielberg, and they kind of is more of a collaboration. I have a hard time believing Vince will just not ever go, just just kind of be hands off on this.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't continue to co show run, you think he'll come back and write some episodes? You think Something. he'll. Something. It would be direct? sad.
1: It'd be sad if he just was like just noped out of this thing. I yeah. Possibly, I, I, I just, wouldn't want that. But yeah. And I don't, I don't know that. I mean, what do you feel like? Uh, gun to your head. How many seasons is Better Call Saul run? um three that's ah see <laughs> that's it that's what i that's what i was that's gonna say too yeah all right. um so i th- i feel like that's not a terrible commitment to vince i know he's doing some other sure. things too so yeah yeah and i and if he wasn't the guy because we know how obsessive to detail he was in you know breaking bad yeah he was all over that show checking for saliva consistency fake vomit mm-hmm. wardrobe choices um, if, if he's a little bit more hands-off, I could see him doing other things. You
0: think he checked the fake vomit in this one? You think Vince Gilligan was in there saying, you know, get a little Had a stringier. shot glass at each
1: one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, I, I like the body. I like mm-hmm. the mouthfeel. Uh, the, the, the finish is excellent. The finish is not doing it for me. We need to, to do something a little bit different. <laughs>
0: the color, the color. He's all about colors, too. Anyway, sure, so. yeah. Uh, all right, uh, why don't we get into the recap, then? Yeah. Sure. So Tuco, like I said, is cooking. His grandmother comes in. We, this is all stuff that we saw previous episode, basically. Um, she's followed by the Skateboard Twins. They explain the situation. They call her Biznatch in the process. Turns out to be a big mistake. Uh, Tuco sends his grandmother upstairs and then beats them down. hmm Yeah, there's, that that was kind of an
1: interesting thing that you know we're watching as Breaking Bad fans. And as they're talking, just like Saw before, it's like, oh, this is not what you want to be. And then when they call him Biznatch, I'm like, man, I'm like, wow, this show is going to go dark because these guys are dead. Yeah. I mean, obviously Saul gets out of here, but these guys are fucking dead. There's no way. Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah. By the way, are we we officially calling Saul Jimmy? I think we should. Since that's his real name? That is his real name. Saul Goodman is a, uh, a pseudonym. When he goes by Saul Goodman later, are we going to refer to him as Saul or are we going to keep calling him Jimmy? Uh, Jesus!
0: I When he changes his name, I will I will respect that. Okay, I will show him some respect. Because right
1: now it's starting to fuck with me. I'm wanting to. I, it's kind yeah, of like you know when the the year turns over and you're still writing checks with the last year's because of the muscle memory. Yeah. I can feel myself saying Saul instead of Jimmy, and I know just as soon as I get that right, he's going to flip to Saul, and then I'm going to be Jimmy. So all right, well, and I, I think people will forgive
0: you for yeah. mixing those two names up. Just know. Jimmy and Saul are synonymous to us. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, talking about, you know, bringing the cops in. Like, what, what are the cops going to say? That's a bad thing to say to Tuco. I, I feel like that worked okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to put myself in the scenario where I haven't seen Breaking Bad and I'm watching this, mm-hmm. and I wonder what that scene looks like. It just looks like a guy who is crazy and has a gun and doesn't like people in his house uh, and he's threatening these dudes. So when they that say could be any number of people in the Midwest that I know, it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but when they say like specifically, what are the cops going to say when they show up? Uh, and they're saying like "law policia" and all that stuff. Uh, it it doesn't it doesn't really register unless you've seen Breaking Bad that that is a terrible idea. Yeah, there's for them. nothing. That's the worst thing you could
1: say to Tuco. There's nothing particularly like dangerous criminal about him at this no. point, other than maybe the giant platinum boxing gloves he's got dangling from the chain or the
0: fucking but hand that can just cannon that well that but, he comes in with later yeah yeah, yeah. that
1: that he starts <laughs> to you know paint you a little bit of a picture but you know he could be a golden yeah. gloves guy sure retired you know never made it to the the uh the big the
0: big leagues never got on the big cards yeah but. what do you think the the boxing gloves are all about I think he's... You think a, Raymond Cruz himself is a fan of boxing? You think... I would, that wouldn't be surprised that's if That's part boxed. of Tuco's character? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of it. Okay. Sure. Uh, anyway, Tuco's grandmother uh, hears the commotion downstairs and comes back down to investigate. She's adorable. For the first time. I, I, I liked her a lot. Let me start setting up the problems I have with this. Uh-huh. She comes downstairs for the <laughs> first time. Uh, and Tuko's cleaning up some blood, tells her it's salsa, and she goes back to her room. How do use club soda, though? Yep. Yep. And Tuko makes a phone call to some guys. Come on over. We got some business to take care of. Sure. Uh, Saul knocks on the door. Tuko, you know, this is all straight out of last episode. Tuko pulls him inside, and then he sits him down. He asks him why he's here. And his grandmother comes downstairs a second time. hmm He sends her back up a third time. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy tries to convince uh, Tuco not to kill him. Not to kill all of them, actually. Uh, and I do,
1: I mean, I guess what carries this for me is this. I like Raymond Cruz and Tuco a lot. And seeing a a toned down version of Tuco from where he starts in uh, season one of Breaking Bad is super entertaining. I mean, you can still see where he's going, especially when oh, he's yeah. in the desert. He's not a totally different dude. He's just a little more uh, yeah, so, high-strung. Well, I mean, the the <laughs> Tuco in season one of Breaking Bad is Tuco. this Tuco uh, after abusing meth for a good long while. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe something with this uh, uh, this Nacho character, which we'll talk about a little bit. I've got some background information. Shane Bowman emailed me. Okay, uh, cool. I think it was this morning.
0: Whenever. Yeah, no, it, I mean, and here again, you know, Saul, or sorry, Jimmy... Opens this up by saying, open up in the name of the law. Mm-hmm. Very bad thing to say to Tuco. Sure. Uh, and I I do like the the, the some of the banter from uh, Bob Odenkirk here, from Jimmy. Uh, I like just, you know, the the single line that Tuco gives him. You know, you got a mouth on you. I know. Wow. You got a mouth <laughs> on you. And then he takes it as a compliment, uh-huh. which I thought was funny. It's uh-huh. like, thank
1: you. Uh-huh. Did you think, because when, when Tuco took out the knife, I'm
0: sure you're going to transition us to the garage, or have you already? Yes. And let me let me say, we are at the 10-minute, 12-second mark here. Okay. Going into the garage. 10 minutes in that living room. Sure. That's a long-ass, drawn-out scene for something we already know a lot about. Yeah. I, I immediately started having problems with this episode. Right and off the only the, bat.
1: T- the only tension in this episode is what happens to the twins. That's it, and we don't what really Saul, care about uh, them that much, uh, right? I, I don't he's, like the twins. He's
0: Jimmy's lackey.
1: So the, the the time the episode spends dealing with threats to Saul is a little tedious. But again, I what carries me through is the fact that I really like the character, both of them, and um, it's enjoying the watching this work. If they keep this up, my concern would be that it's not going to be fun to watch Saul be Saul anymore, and there's only so many tucos yeah, and et cetera you can bring in to kind of see them from a slightly light, more lighthearted, you know, less crazy angle.
0: Yeah, I think you hit on the, the biggest thing that started to dawn on me as I was watching this episode. I started thinking, oh my God, I don't know if Saul, the character, can hold an entire show. Well, so because he's the—they don't have anywhere to cut to. Right is the problem. They don't have like a Jesse, and I, I granted this is early on. I yep. get it. He's probably gonna get some action with Mike. I'm sure we're gonna cut between him and Nacho every so often. Mm-hmm. But in these first couple episodes, there was nowhere for them to go. And right. I feel like they got backed into a corner with that. They had to see this plot line through, and maybe we'll get a little bit faster movement coming forward, and and just a little bit more diverse kind of stuff in the show. I think they'll develop the character. I just. You know, I'm trying
1: to think who's going to be this series. Jesse and Skyler and Hank and like maybe Nacho is an interesting guy, but he's not mm-hmm. exactly an ally or maybe he becomes one. I don't know. I think he, he could he would be interesting. Yeah. I don't like the
0: twins. Um, why don't you like the twins? I have a I, I, I know why, but I'm asking for the benefit of the audience. I don't. There's
1: this these big giant gangly hipster versions of jesse with the yo and everything i just i don't like them i don't like their faces (laughs) i don't like their mannerisms (laughs) i don't like how stupid they are uh Uh yeah just they're i just just don't like them not like in a oh these guys are so fun to hate kind of way on like a visceral level
0: you just yeah
1: just like i I just really don't like them or Mm -hmm. they don't like them
0: okay that's fair i'm 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 not super into them. I think they're okay. Is yeah. But I'm like, if we never see them again after this episode, totally fine. Who do you think the show's Jesse's going to be? I don't think they've set that up yet. And I'm, I'm I don't not think saying, Saul obviously has I'm not an ally. saying
1: Jesse as if he is actually a character. I'm saying who's no. going to be the who who becomes a co star or like you said, who can carry a B plot.
0: Nobody yet. Uh, who can Mike, carry a B
1: and C plot? Mike, Mike potentially, absolutely could. You're um, right,
0: but I don't know how they're going to interact. I don't know how, how much he's in this. Yeah, exactly. So I could see him being not not exactly a Jesse to Saul, but someone that they cut to pretty often. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Do you think the other thing is
1: uh, when when um, uh, Tuco pulls this knife out? I thought what might what might be what's going to happen was Saul going to reach for the knife to take it from him and then he's going to yank it out of his hands and cut his hand up but then <laughs> then when that didn't happen i started realizing it's like wait a second there you know like Saul can't even lose a pinky Mm-mm. okay no what is the worst do you think Saul will endure in this in this
0: show uh black eyes he could endure bodily harm that can nose. be concealed like scarring that can be concealed by clothing i guess um he could endure black eyes, broken nose. Something that like so so uh, a beating
1: equivalent to what Jesse got a couple times in Breaking Bad. Yeah,
0: anything that's not he disf- got
1: beat- disfiguring. He got beat pretty good in uh in Breaking Bad too. Saul? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that that But, but nothing n-
0: like Jesse. Whew. Yeah. Jesse took a vicious beating from Hank.
1: Yeah. And I'm just like in like there's not enough concealer in the world no. to deal with that as a lawyer and like what do you do for the Even weeks if you while did conceal up? it, like your face would be all lumpy yeah, and distorted. And sure.
0: People would notice that.
1: Okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking, that there's not there can't be any real serious harm come to all. No, and so it sucks zero, the tension
0: out of these threats. Like
1: zero tension to, to when with threats to his person.
0: And that's another big problem with most of this episode is it relies on that tension, but there is no tension because you know nothing. He's not going to lose a pinky. He's not going to get shot in the head. He's not.
1: You don't really. So, so I, I think this might work more as a, a comedy, because that's the thing. Like it you're, does. you're uh, um, you know, when you're watching an episode of Friends or Parks and Rec, you don't seriously think that any one of those people are going to be murdered. What the stakes no. are like? uh they're going to be embarrassed or there's going to be social awkwardness. I think we have to recalibrate sure. our expectations to that.
0: It's tough to do that, considering this is a spinoff for Breaking Bad. Sure, and i it's when really when you drag a dude
1: out in the desert in duct tape and handcuffs, and you got guns to his head. I, but they're kind of setting expectations there, aren't they? I get it, but I think if you try to find Vince and his demented brain, where he's trying to mine like Office Space type humor out of uh-huh. something like that. And and I, I did, I thought, I laughed, I laughed a second time we watched the negotiation that he and Tuco do in the desert. Like, yes,
0: I think there are funny moments, I think there are just far too many of them, and I worry about the same thing you worry about, which is how much Saul can we stand before it's just too much Saul?
1: Yeah, but I think they're, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, they're, they're digging into that well pretty deeply. The stuff with his brother, I think, hints to a deeper show that we're to get to. I hope so. so I really hope so. Uh, let's continue, though. Where are we at? Okay.
0: Uh, well, I'll tell you where we're at. We're going out to the desert at mm-hmm. the at the eleven minute and fifty one second mark. Twelve minutes in, we go out to the desert. Uh, he's going to kill these guys. Tuco is. Jimmy tries to explain his actual plan. Tuco doesn't buy it, and he threatens to cut his finger off, which we know he can't. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy pretends to be an FBI agent. Uh, Jeffrey A. Steele, the tip of the spear. <laughs> it's good. He's great on his feet, man.
1: He is. I love it. And uh we kind of you know this this uh we've seen Saul under pressure many times before in breaking bad like we literally have seen him drag it out to the desert and how he reacts in the situation and i thought this is very much in line with that
0: yeah especially like a proto Saul as well Right. right uh tuco's partner doesn't believe that excuse so uh he he gets him to confess that he isn't actually a lawyer uh, they agree to let him go, but kill the twins. And then Jimmy talks Tuco down to just breaking one of their legs each, and letting him go. This scene is over twelve minutes long, and I felt it could have been easily half that. Easily, I mean, barring you know even the idea that they can't cut off his pinky, they can't kill him, they can't mm. really do anything to solve that or Jimmy that's bad. What? So what would you cut out because? Uh, I would have cut out the flip-flopping on the Agent Steel stuff. I would have cut out all really? that
1: cuz I thought Agent Steel was really really funny.
0: Here's what should I, So what do you want? I mean, I I don't know that this show is a comedy for comedy's sake though.
1: But why can't it be? It's an hour because long it's which a is a Breaking rough. Bad spin And it's man. an hour long, which that's um I I'll give credit to in the feedback section. But now seems like a good time to talk about it. At one point this was conceived as a 30-minute show. That's a good idea. It seems like idea. a lot of your complaints would be addressed if they just made this thirty minutes long, because these things would have been a lot punchier, and it wouldn't have had a time. Yeah. You know, they, they wouldn't have had time to kind of get stale. But I don't know, man. To me, to me, this thing out in the desert played like a Saturday Night Live skit, like if Bob Odenkirk was guest. You know, I talked about this. If he's guest mm-hmm. hosting, and they were doing a kind of a takeoff on what Breaking Bad is centered around Saul Goodman, and I don't know that that's a bad thing. Because it, it it was not a Saturday Night Live skit that overstayed its welcome, and and made the same
0: joke too many times. But it's a three, it's a potentially three season long Saturday Night Live skit. Like that's the thing, Saul. Like I don't know that I want all of my Saul comedy front loaded like this. Hmm. I feel like that's just going to get old after a while. Saul, we'll see. Making I don't know. quippy comments to people who are in his way or threatening him or something.
1: You know, you could say the same thing about, like, Don Draper's behavior. You could say the same thing about, you know, Walter White's essential character. Like, would that stuff get old if, if you saw five seasons worth or six seasons worth or seven seasons in the case of Mad Men? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know that I'm ready to make that call yet because I, I wore the same thing, especially when that one, the Justice montage. Yeah. That we're going to get to eventually. We'll get to. Well, we'll save that for later. We'll save okay. that for when I get there.
0: The other the other big problem I have with kind of the sequence of events here is two Tuco's got him in the garage. Uh he's going to let all of them go. Uh skateboard kid What the fuck, man? I like does he not know that that's the plan here? Does what he do you think mean? he wants Jimmy to kill them? To gut them like fishes with the knife? No, I
1: do think. I think that they are these guys are incre- that's that's the biggest problem. They're incredibly stupid. And wow. they uh, they think that by blaming Jimmy, they can talk their asses out of it. They don't okay. realize... That's not the problem I have, though. See, Jimmy Jimmy could easily talk himself out of it, and he did.
0: He could have gotten out there scot-free, and these guys would get gutted in the desert. That's the thing. He talks himself There's... out of it multiple times. In this episode, he's threatened multi- many, many times, like yeah. three, four, five times. Yeah. Uh, he flip-flops his story multiple times. Uh-huh. He is... About to be let go many, many, multiple times. Uh, no, honestly, it like, almost
1: gets to the point where I was always on the edge of like, wow, would Tuco really let him walk away after all this stuff? And the one thing I thought they might go for is that Tuco is actually in on the joke and just fucking with him. Like, he belie- like if it turned out that he believed the story, that, <laughs> oh, you're just a scam artist and you scam the wrong person, that's kind of funny, I'm going to take you for a ride. doing that to scare him? But what they did is they went... A little bit delusional kind of buzz lightyear to Tuco, where he's being flattered and he and that worked for me too, yeah, yeah, like I don't nothing here I felt betrayed either of the characters, and it was all super entertaining.
0: I don't think it betrayed any characters, sure that's not what I'm saying it just was so fucking long, and they did the same things they hit the same notes over and over and over, and you didn't find it entertaining. Uh no. What, what I'm trying to get at, at is at some point is, it was too is much. Is this bother you in the moment or is this a future fear that's bothering you? It's both. Okay. It's both. I'm worried that there's going to be too much right. solisms. and I'm also worried that, or I'm also damn sure that this episode could have had more scenes and more movement on the plot because right. almost nothing happens in this see- in this episode. Um,
1: I don't know. Like I said, the I don't know how I could have cut anything out of, especially the negotiation for the redhead's legs, because every single twist and turn of that was funny. Like the whole when he introduces the code of what when there's a switch where at one point Saul realizes it kind of reminds me of like, you know, uh, Nick Cage in The Rock, where he's like goes in and starts wailing on this Navy SEAL. And at one point he's like, oh, shit, I'm winning this fight. (laughs) Uh, I felt like Saul, there's a switch where he's like, oh, I'm negotiating. Uh-huh. I'm I'm no longer in mortal danger. I'm actually uh, doing a lawyer's job. And I thought, like, each stage, like, you know, eye for an eye. And he's like, you want me to stab at his eyes? Or you want me to block? And of that Raymond Cruz really goes yes. to that Batman register, and then he's screaming the next line. And all yeah. that stuff was really fucking funny.
0: They called her biznatch! Yeah, which is funny, too. Because it's not really a word. And yeah. it's like he would never say that had they not said it yeah yeah but that's like kind of that weirdly street ma- macho
1: shit uh-huh. Where like if some tough overheard jesse saying yo bitch and he's like are you calling me a bitch it's like ever you gotta realize that he doesn't really mean that like if you're talking your mama jokes and someone says don't say that about my mama it's like really dude Really? Are you really thinking I'm talking that... about carnal relations with your mother? What the
0: fuck? We were, you know. Oh, okay. So from the perspective of the person who says it, yeah, the the perspective of the person who it's said about is not going to be nearly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you walk into someone's house and start calling their mom a bitch right in front of them, they're going to be pissed. A stranger's Just... house Yeah, they're gonna be real pissed,
1: right? But there's (laughs) so I think there's something else with Tuco that it's more that this is an insult to him. You called my and his family, like like he would have no problem calling someone else's grandma a bitch. I'm sure of it. But you don't call
0: his grandma a bitch. Yeah, well, he calls their mom a bitch. Their fictional m- old mother who's working yeah. real hard to keep him. Them-
1: Although it's telling that he's, he really buys into that whole hardworking he mom story. And when he's breaking the one dude's legs, he's yeah. like, you tell your mama you're sorry, bitch. <laughs> um,
0: but, and he buys into the whole justice thing as well, which I like. But
1: that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah. I've always thought it interesting that um, that, that criminals – and I don't know if this is real life or not because I don't really hang around with violent criminals – but like, they take insults that you really are only an insult if you know this person. Like mm-hmm. if you if if someone like uh, pushes you on the street and you're like, "Hey, fuck! What the fuck?" And you don't know it's Al Capone. I don't know why Al Capone would be mad. He, sh- I mean, he might like grab you and say, "Don't you know who I am? I'm Al fucking Capone. Look at my guys, and they got guns and they let you." But why would you kill someone for that? Well, you're giving examples of people who are.
0: Kind of crazy. I know. Chico, Al Capone. Sure. So you're just saying it's <laughs> that's we bring all part the fucking and parcel. Unabomber? Like seriously, <laughs> because yeah, I think you know they're just kind of lunatics to begin okay. with, and okay. and they take very personally those things that normal people would not even consider a slight. Mm.
1: But I don't. I never understood sure why it's just considered a sign of weakness when someone does a normal human behavior. Now, if they like continue to be insulting to you, then fine. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just kill the person. You know, every, that, that's normal human behavior. But like, sure. if they don't know, I mean, he, re-
0: he overreacts to situations. I mean, sure. that's part of that. Uh, yeah, y- you're right. Uh, it's crazy, but I think he is a little crazy. Uh, so yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Uh, yeah. So why doesn't Jimmy? Explain the situation in the garage. Why does he let himself be taken out to the desert before opening his goddamn mouth?
1: The only thing I can think of is that he'd already do- talked a lot and uh Tuco had commented on that. And did he want to get into a. You got to think in terms of like escalation. So, like, these twins are screaming and yelling. Tuco's screaming and yelling. If he starts screaming and yelling,
0: what good does that do? Here's the thing. Two to put duct tape over your mouth. Uh-huh. That may be the last time you get an opportunity to speak. Yeah,
1: but you could also just get a savage beating out of it, or, you know, he might just lose control and blow your brains out, and I don't know how he explains that to his... I mean, I get it. His grandma's in the house. He clearly does not want to involve her in his criminal escapades. Sure. She heard bodies hitting the floor. She's gonna hear a gunshot. Right. That's then you know the whole Miho thing goes out the window. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's. I just feels like he was trying not to escalate the situation.
0: But it also seemed like he fully expected to get shot in the head. There. I feel like, like He's wincing and yeah. No. 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 I feel like to... the,
1: the, the once he found out the twins were alive, though, he felt like his chances of survival were a lot greater. Because you're right, Maybe. I think that, well, like yeah. you said, if the twins are dead, if you kill the twins, then I'm dead already. Like, <laughs> sure you know, we're not not even, we're just wasting our time here.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, in this desert scene, uh, despite it going on too long, there is a lot of funny stuff between uh, Raymond Cruz and Bob Odenkirk there. And, and it's... Raymond it... Cruz is fantastic. I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, his, the swings of his mood, but just, I mean, everything about that character doesn't feel like it's forced at all. Right. And I'm sure Raymond Cruz is not like that in real life. Right. So he's excellent in this scene and, and as Tuco, period.
1: Right. And I think that it's, uh, you know, it's also, it's in New Mexico. So you've got the beautiful blue sky and the How hard is the, the it to make a shot look good out there, right? And the fluffy white clouds. It's not. Like, you know, I proved it to 35 millimeter camera. It's like you point your camera in a direction and boom, magic. It's happening. Yeah. Um. And And that part of it is awesome. Uh, I liked, you know, we talked about an instant cast, but I feel like we got to mention it here. people give a shit the whole, um, you know, him going crazy on mad or uh, not going crazy, but telling, uh, no to stop helping.
0: Yeah. That guy doesn't learn his lesson.
1: Like you can imagine, like, it, it seems more reasonable that Tuco flips out on him. It does you think that for five years, every <laughs> single time he's trying to negotiate with someone, this guy, is like his hype man. Yeah. He's like, what the He's fuck? behind him
0: going, yeah, yeah, that's right, guys. That's I, right. I don't
1: need a Flavor flave. <laughs> Would you just shut the fuck up? And he finally just snaps. Um, mm-hmm. Did you notice how wet Jimmy's hands were? No, I didn't, know. In, right, right in the scene, they have the scene where, you know, at the, towards the end of it, they, they you can see his hands at the bottom of the screen. And I swear to God, it looks like they hosed it down with, like, a water bottle. Mm. And I wasn't sure if that was deliberate
0: Probably, probably or
1: if it was like some kind of trick of the camera or what it's all his sweaty hands
0: he's pretty nervous in that scene so. but they're
1: bone dry when you shook hands with tuco about yeah. like done
0: deal two broken legs hmm. all right uh speaking of broken legs that crunching sound like they don't even need to show it the crunching sound is brutal uh you get the picture and and just that close zoom in on jimmy with you know dave porter's score going there uh just really really intense you see kind of the the danger that he i guess just escaped sure uh that that was good i like that shot uh so jimmy drives the twins to the hospital and here's another shot i really love is the wheelchair cam mm-hmm. oh, showing that mangled leg hanging off uh, oh, oh makes me sick man and i like his point like
1: you know you're the worst lawyer ever he's like i just got you i talked you down from a death sentence to six weeks probation eight weeks probation six months probation yeah six months yeah uh i guess that's how long it takes for a femur fracture to heal i'm the best goddamn lawyer in the world i thought that was really great because he's he's right he's right
0: yeah and he didn't just talk like a reasonable judge down he talked a fucking psychotic down yes so good good for him
1: well Which done. might be easier, with the man- mandatory minimum guidelines
0: that ah, true. That, you know, yeah. It seemed like Tuco that, had a sure. mandatory minimum, but... <laughs> it wasn't mandatory, though. It, 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 well, some, it was. There was, there was. there was some minimum. They were just finding what the minimum was. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. So Jimmy's on a date, and it's going well. It's going real well, it He's seems. working his magic. He is. Uh, he's unfortunately thrown off his game by a man breaking breadsticks. Uh, and then he goes to the bathroom and vomits. Breaking breadsticks or what do you call those those particular I don't know like they're the crouton
1: version of breadstick they're not biscotti I don't think that's more like a cookie cracker yeah you're right um shit maybe it is maybe it is like a biscuit
0: yeah I, I don't know i don't they're, know there's subs- little breadsticks they're femur analogs in this in this scene indeed they are and i i really appreciate it like this was one of those scenes where i was going hmm okay i'm having fun here mm-hmm. the date's going on and then I didn't get right away what the the breadsticks were for, sure, and so I was like, hmm, that's going on a little too long, but then man when when his expression starts to change to one of just like sickness like a the he first can't time stand I to watch remember, this. the first time
1: I remembered it, it's like the, he starts zooming in on like her nails and her and her, her lips and then her her cleavage, and it smoothly pans over to the breadstick breaking and I, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh yeah, and then it just kept on and T- did you think this scene lasted too long? Uh, no, I okay. felt like
0: this was better for lasting as long as it did. And
1: Odenkirk, just the reactions he's he's giving yeah. are priceless. The slow i uh, i that's quickly becoming one of my favorite tropes in the show is The slow motion Odenkirk reaction, yeah. whether he's sal- yeah. salivating like a dog about to get a treat, or about to throw up because of these human bones
0: breaking all around him, uh-huh. or what
1: it's it's good stuff.
0: It is. Uh, we go over to Chuck, who's making dinner. When Jimmy comes home completely wasted, passes out on the couch. He sees, uh oh, Jimmy didn't ground himself. Mm. Jimmy left his cell phone in his pocket. Mm-mm. Jimmy's got a hospital bill. He throws the phone outside, uh, and we we end end scene right there. Yep. Uh, this guy. So I mean, if it wasn't super clear in the mm-hmm. first episode, that this guy has some mental issues. Sure. It is much more clear here. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm almost surprised he doesn't throw the tongs out with the phone. Like <laughs> these touch the electromagnetic well, he, he device he has a way, so way to ground the tongs, you know. That's true. That's true. Uh so it's interesting that the man understands electricity well enough to understand uh the idea of a ground, but also has this weird fear of it.
1: Well, it seems like a guy like that who has the money he probably had access to would just build an enormous Faraday cage around his house, and then done deal. As long as someone's properly grounded, they're never, you know, you you're not going to get anything from the outside world.
0: You can still have the cell phone come in. Cell phone come in. That's phone at the front door, sure. Yeah, but you don't have to sit
1: in a space blanket.
0: Yes, yes, you could be protected eternally. You have the whole fortress fortress of (laughs) solitude Uh uh,
1: of uh, Faradaytude.
0: Yep. Uh, then the next morning, Jimmy wakes up. His brother is complaining about this him leaving his cell phone in his pocket. He is also confronted about the hospital bill. His brother assumes he's back to slipping Jimmy. Uh, those, although I don't, I'm not sure that he assumes that. I'm, I'm sure that Saul assumes that he assumes that. I think he did assume it. Although
1: I thought before he said, "I'm not slipping back into slipping Jimmy," uh-huh. I thought he, his brother was going to chide him about being an ambulance chaser.
0: Uh, oh, taking these small cases kind of
1: dirty. Yeah, kind of sleazy. are rules against that. I'm not yeah. sure exactly what the rules there are. All kinds of really weird rules about lawyers and how you can get cases and advertise that seem to be flagrantly violated by a lot of television commercials. Like Better saw, Call Saul commercials? That's a good example. even the Keller and Keller, which I think is a national chain, like you're not supposed if to If you've gar- been injured in a motorcycle accident. Right. Call you're not you're not supposed Keller to guarantee an outcome, right? Uh, and if you ever talk to a lawyer, it's maddening to like, what do you think is going to happen? Can you give me percentages? Can you? It's like trying to ask a, can- a doctor whether you're going to die of cancer.
0: Um, a lot of them use terms like, we'll fight for you to get you the maximum benefit or give get could you what zero. you deserve is a slogan they like but to I use. But I feel
1: like when you say, when you have insurance companies sitting around a table and Kellen Keller's name mentions, like, oh, we better settle <laughs> this one, <laughs> how can you not construe that that is promising a certain outcome? Like it, just a hearing of the name, we got to settle this one. That's that's a quaking win for in you. Their boots. Yeah, yeah, come on.
0: Yeah, you're come probably
1: on. right. I don't know. They get around it. Uh, they're lawyers. They the lawyer lawyers make the law, it. and they're, they, that's like at the. It's literally the fox in charge of the hen hound. Yeah. Oh,
0: you're going to yeah. legislate what we can and can't do. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 so uh, he's got his space blanket on. Jimmy demands that he take it off, and he does just until Jimmy leaves the room to find his cell phone. Why the power struggle over the space blanket? I thinks I think that Jimmy is a little fed up with the craziness at this point. Like he's woken up, he's probably still a little drunk. Right. Uh he just doesn't want to deal with this lunatic in his living room. Right. I need
1: you to like if I, I, as much as I give you I need you to give me throw me a little something of a bone. It's like if he, Do you think it was a bit of a relational ultimatum that if he didn't take the blanket off, would J- Jimmy storm
0: out and never come back? We snap. I don't know. I don't know, because later he's sleeping in his office. And I don't know if that's it's clear he doesn't want to go home. Uh, I don't know if that's like where he's sleeping now or if that was just a relaxation before he goes home. Yeah, He has got to pull out. So I kind of we assume that he lived with his brother. Now I'm not
1: so sure. Now I'm wondering if he doesn't spend most of his nights. Uh, at the uh, nail parlor, he
0: might, hmm. he might, uh, but but yeah, it was it was a little bit. That's also in the middle of, of the day. Of I think he was
1: just gonna take maybe that's the other thing, he's just gonna take a nap because I don't that nail lady doesn't strike me as the type of person who would give him the keys to the palace. Yeah, I mean, good I'm he with could, you,
0: he could just be guzzling cucumber water all night long. She can't have that. Yeah, no, I think he knew that, like, okay, I'm gonna go home to this crazy scenario, let me relax a little bit so yeah. I can tolerate it. Yeah, but yeah, all right, um. Moving on, Jimmy goes to the window at the courthouse where they hand out the PD cases with a stuffed animal apology, and he asks for some work. I like that little touch, you know? He yelled at this woman last time. She's not inclined to help him. But he sees behind her a shitload of stuffed animals up on a filing cabinet. He's got the beanie baby or whatever it is. Yeah, so he gives that to her, and apparently he gets a lot of work because we get a long-ass casework montage here, which I felt was a little too long. A little too really? much Saul and Mike, a little too much petty with the prior. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean it's it's a four and a half minute montage, man. That's a pretty long montage. Probably rivaling anything that happened to Breaking Bad.
1: Um, oh, easily. Yeah. But I don't know. I I still found it entertaining and like getting I found a lot of it entertaining. Like it's yeah. like a a weird miniature play that like it's he, he, mm-hmm. like petty with the prior. What's he talking about? And then stealing, it's like this. And then you, you're, you're just mention
0: of his sheep and it's like, if what the hell? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the parts I, I started to feel were, were a little too much is like, you know, he goes to the face tattoo guy at first Yeah, and he's talking to him in prison. He gets him out. He takes him to the courtroom, dresses him up and he apologizes. Sure. Then they kind of do the exact same thing again with another bearded dude in prison. Mm-hmm. Like, three minutes into this but thing. But he's loaning and his belt and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, we saw basically that exact same thing in this same montage a minute ago. Why are you showing, showing it to me again? I like the stuff with Mike and him. I think I, I'm kind of with you, how you felt in the instant cast, you know. How long can they continue to have those interactions? They're using up a lot of good Saul here uh in a very short span of time The thing is, is is Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould and I think they they've got
1: to know what the expectations are and what they can get away with and I don't maybe what they're thinking is we want to we want to front load a lot of break and bread fan friendly moments and a lot of funny Saul stuff because we know we're going to get off into the weeds a bit and we need we I hope need so. them to be on board with the fan service and on board with this before we start kind of forging our own path here. See, I'm
0: I like subtlety in my comic in my comedy, and says I, and the I like, man. Who and I watches, like some brevity.
1: Says the man who watches always sunny.
0: Sure, but but they're <laughs> they're brief as fuck, right? That's like true, they don't dwell on something for sure. a super. It for like, fast yeah. for like 24 minutes, they're not just yeah doing scenes of them releasing a guy. Yeah. Uh, it's very fast paced. I, I don't know. I feel like they might be in that too much too soon territory. A couple things I noticed in the Justice montage. Number one, I,
1: I speculated whether that was uh, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman, who played like the bailiff character. Uh, no, he's yeah. wrong, Swanson, because I still think he looks <laughs> a lot like him, but he does. actually has a speaking role in that scene and doesn't anything like Nick Offerman. So there's yeah. no way it can't be him. I don't even need an IMDb. Uh, also noticed that the woman, the blonde. Junior partner oh, yeah. from H and M is it Kim? I think her name's Kim. Yeah, she passes him in the hallway and kind of like gives him like a look at, hey, you're doing good work there, Jimmy. Huh. Is a romance a romance angle?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, it I feel be. like
1: I feel like they set the kind of class of women that Saul has intimate relationships with this biscotti date. Like that's yeah, yeah, that's Saul bringing down big game. Okay, uh-huh. I don't know that. I don't know. I guess I could buy him being with. Kim,
0: I mean, it's Bobo. Yeah, Kirk I'm sure and they it's... have a, a more personal relationship than we know because mm-hmm. you know his brother is a partner there. I'm sure they've had a lot of interactions off screen uh, that we'll find out more about. I think.
1: I kind of feel like so far it might be a big brother little sister kind of angle,
0: hmm. Or sibling okay. kind of thing because of that very reason. But right. uh, I don't know. Maybe it gets romantic. It could. We'll find out. Uh, Jimmy goes to his office to relax. Nacho shows up. He wants Jimmy to help them get the $1.6 from the Kettleman's for a 10% finder's fee. Which he calculates is $100,000, which is completely wrong, but okay. Right, right. right. (laughs) Uh, As he heads out, he writes a number on a matchbook. Mm Do you know anything about this number? Yeah, I finally got
1: through to it. And it is uh, uh, a guy picks up and says, hey, it's Nacho. Leave it. And then uh, beep, and you can leave a message. Yeah, and we're going to leave a message, seeing if
0: we can get Vince Gilligan to do an interview for us. Because <laughs> why not? Sure, no, that's that's uh that's really cool. So I'm wondering what they're going to use this voicemail for. Because like, you don't want people just leaving voicemails and then not doing anything with it. That's not. I a think ton that's of fun. that's what
1: they did the first time. It just went to a voicemail box of Vince's, and he just listened to the messages and cackled, is what apparently happened. Really? Yeah. That's all he's
0: going to do with them. Yeah. He's, it's his own personal entertainment. Yeah. I think that'd be super fun. I think it would be cool if they did some kind of, like, audio mashup where they had, like, everyone's messages. Like, the best of everyone's messages. No, that would be super like funny if you could do had that. Had some kind of media tie-in with this. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, but who knows? It might just be Villigan doing his thing. That's it, man. That's the end of the episode. Uh, I I also think that they got a little meta
1: here at the end. Uh, awesome. That... um when Nacho's like kind of like staring at better or at the uh, jimmy and he's like what's your angle i kind of feel like that that could be representative of the viewers that we're still trying to like figure out what the show is supposed to be about <laughs> like what is the hook here
0: um man you get any of that i god i would hope that the hook is already established. I feel. I
1: feel like the biggest hook. I'm talking to you. It's clearly not. You've got still more reservations than the
0: average fan. I think. Yeah. Uh, so the the eagle that is this show has one of its talons in me, and it's trying <laughs> to drag me off. Which is Chuck, which is Jimmy's brother. Okay. I find that super interesting, and I hope they do more with that. But it needs to stick those other two talons to give me a to get me up in the air. Mm. So we'll we'll see if it can. I don't know.
1: The other thing I want to talk about before we got to the feedback is, you know, a lot of people gave me shit about confusing Lalo, which is the guy who, in the desert, uh, yeah, uh Saul is talking about, is this, did, did Lalo send you? And uh, when it was uh, Jesse and Walt dragging him out there in season two of Breaking Bad, Uh and I thought, well, maybe it was Mio, because I knew it was something-o. Mm-hmm. I got it wrong. Uh, But Shane Bowman stepped forward to help me out here. Uh, There is an article already on the Breaking Bad Wiki about Nacho Varga, which is this guy, this character. Yeah. And one of the fan speculations is, you know, Nacho is short for Ignacio. And Uh, he says, tell Lalo it wasn't me, it was Ignacio. Yep. So this could be a tie into that. All right. So you think we're going to meet Lalo? Yeah. Like, what if what if this treasurer is actually backed by somebody in the cartel named Lalo or some local tough and he ends could up be. getting robbed and, and this would just be him saying, no, I tried to stay out of it. Uh, um, Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah. And like, it is interesting to see him with some principles, but the principles include uh, I'm going to fake a personal injury scam to get your business. Yeah. You know, it's like that's that's doesn't violate his ethics, but just
0: out and out extorting people is a bridge too far. Did you feel like maybe he learned his lesson after the two go shit? Because he immediately goes right back to work going crazy on pd cases that is a good point
1: because that's his brother says that you know you do good work people will notice and and that is certainly kind of notices a, that's certainly a life uh changing event that can happen to you getting dragged in the so. desert <laughs> and having to beg for your life and watching two men get their femurs broken in front yeah. of you it's the anti-viagra <laughs> so sure anyway. all right all right. Let's pay some bills. Uh, if you'd like to support Bald Move, there's many great ways you can do so. You can go to support.baldmove.com to find out all of them and see, try them on, see which one fits you best. But I'm going to highlight one, which is our Amazon affiliate link. You can get to it by going to amazon.baldmove.com. Super convenient. It redirects to Amazon. You get all the same great features, pricing, and item selection. The only difference is your shopping cart is preloaded with love. In fact, if you go view your cart, you'll see Bald Move Love there as an option, mm. which is actually a lie. That's not physically true. It's not literally true, but it's metaphorically true. It's imbued with love because now everything you buy in that session, we're going to take a little cut off of. You know, uh, your your nail clippers, uh, your books, your DVDs, mm-hmm. your bathroom scales.
0: Oh, we're going into their bathrooms. Huh? Your
1: Adidas footwear. I didn't realize our reach was that big. Your salad shooters, Mm -hmm. all of these things that you order and and get, if you're a Prime member, get them in two days shipping. Uh, You can also cool your heels a little bit and say uh, ice packs you can buy ice packs you can, you can with ice packs you can ice, kill your heels ice baths right you can also say i don't want the two-day shipping i don't care when i get the salad shooter and uh amazon will give you a dollar
0: oh that's a really cool feature yeah. for giving them the 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 ability to ship it whenever they 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 they, they care that's a prime feature right i think it's a prime feature. Like so if you're a prime member you go in you say yeah i don't need this right away you get a buck toward a kindle book that's kind of you do that 79 kind of you do that 79 times and you've paid for prime essentially
1: you're right. You're uh, right. And, and seventy nine
0: books a year is is a lot of
1: reading. <laughs> it's a lot of reading. I'm saying. But think how expensive that is, as a shit for Bezos. Which, by the way, if you're a fan of our Walking Dead and, and be- uh, Breaking Bad podcast, you probably already know, um, and and you're going to be brought up to speed. But you're also participating in a a global rebellion mm-hmm. against a tyrant. Uh, One Jeff Bezos, who runs Amazon, by using amazon.baldmove.com. Don't worry. We'll get you filled in. I know you might be behind, but we'll get you filled in on that. Uh, But check it out. And go. if if all that sounds like bullshit, go to support.baldmove.com. Because we do need your support. We're independent podcasters. Uh, The only way we're able to do, say, seven podcasts in a single week (laughs) is that we treat this like it's our job. Work it like it's our job. We podcast like it's our job. Because it is. And we need your guys'
0: help. Definitely. Why don't we get to some feedback?
1: Let's see. I wanted to get back to some of the stuff Amanda G. was were talking about in her in the podcast yesterday. Um, let me see if we can talk about. Uh, uh, she's because I, I didn't read the second paragraph of hers because um, it talked a little bit of spoilers for the second episode. And uh, by the way, we're going to have a spoiler section on this episode for actual Better Call Saul spoilers. Yeah um they're light casting it's, it's essentially casting news which hints on what we could see to come so if you consider that a big spoiler you want to have like if, if it would ruined your enjoyment to see tuco at the end or to know about tuco coming before he did mm-hmm. then uh or to know that jonathan banks is going to be in there before did then you don't want to hear if that if you knew about that stuff enjoyed it anyway then feel free to join us in spoilers because that's it that's it it's just going to talk about casting news yep Um, Anyway, she says, uh, on the flip side, as a huge Breaking Bad fan, it's fantastic to see all these tie-in and references and the personality prequels. This is a show about Jimmy and Saul, his roots, his Albuquerque experience, ultimately his rise and fall. As it happens, Jimmy crossed paths with the pre-meth Tuco, the glimmer of crazy and the charisma we probably got him uh, to his final power state. Was no a cousin to Tuco? Back when Walt was going to make his initial power move via distribution, he asked Jesse and no et etc., if they knew who to reach out to. And it was suggested he visit Tuco, but he's crazy was a caveat. Um, So I think she's saying that it's, it's interesting to see the backgrounds of
0: Tuco as it is the
1: backgrounds of
0: Saul. Yeah, no, I think all, you know, it's also going to be interesting to see Mike. I'm, I'm curious how these characters got to where they are and became who they are. Uh, and those are going to be good journeys to see. Uh, John for Portland has a bit of your back here. He
1: says, my biggest concern thus far is that they're relying too much on Breaking Bad references and characters. The hmm. appearance of Tuco is a little unexpected and not really in a good way. However, I actually assumed this was merely a tool to hook the fans of Breaking Bad in the first push. And after Miho, it's clearly means to establish a non-Breaking Bad character as Saul's contact while using Tuco as the shorthand for Breaking Bad fans to establish the kind of character Saul is dealing with. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And that's kind of what I was just talking about. He says, one thing I was pleased with, that they didn't try to establish Jimmy McGill as a straight-laced good guy. Instead, he seems to always have had a questionable sense of morality, but never the balls or opportunity to really go full-on criminal. I will agree it's not as good as Breaking Bad's first episodes. However, Vince Gilligan has mentioned that in the first season of Breaking Bad, would not have been so fast-paced had he had any idea it was actually going to get picked up. I feel like Better Call Saul's pacing is closer to Breaking Bad seasons three and four. I mean, think about those seasons compared to the first two seasons. So, so I you're think telling he has a me, point there.
0: So, so what you're telling me is he's not going to make the show as good if he already has it sold? Well, but this is the thing. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? You really think seasons one and two of Breaking Bad are
1: better than three and four? Three and four is the seasons where it starts to actually slow down for several episode stretches.
0: No, I don't think they're better. I, you I don't, don't think, think season seasons... 3 and 4 are better than season 1 and 2. No, you you reverse those. On oh, me. sorry. I do that sometimes. <laughs> okay. No, they're they're definitely better than 1 and 2. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: I guess that's the thing. Like especially season 4 was notorious for having 2 and 3 episode we called them, you know, setting up the chessboard episodes mm-hmm. before we'd have one where everything just like went crazy. And they are able to get deeper,
0: more elaborate things because of but that. But they set up pieces. Here no pieces were set up. The pieces were set up in episode one. Episode two took the entire episode to knock even one down. Yeah. Like that's my problem is nothing happened in episode two. So what
1: I guess, I guess I, I buy the argument that the insane pacing of season one and two of Breaking Bad is vince deciding that that is kind of unsustainable in the long term and you have to kind of slow down and tell a narrative i don't know it's a conscious decision to make it worse
0: but yeah i i don't know i mean i would think you would try to make the best show you can Mm -hmm. to hook people uh even if you know the show is already picked up
1: yeah i'm i don't know i'm super curious to see (laughs) how you evolve through this season because i am too uh, you're a hell of a lot more skeptical than I am. At I think, point.
0: I think the show is going to evolve through the season and sure. I'm fine with that, but I have to give my impression of the, these first episodes. Of course. I thought one was good. Uh, number two was just not my cup of tea at all. And I definitely backed criticism more in episode
1: two. episode two felt like it yeah. had a lot of padding. It could have, I don't know if it could have been a 30 minute episode. It could have been a thirty-minute like HBO episode, like literally thirty minutes long. But I don't know. You could mm-hmm. compress it down to twenty-four, like your standard twenty-four uh, minute, thirty-minute.
0: You know, uh, if basic you cut this joke. episode off at twenty-four minutes, we never get out of the desert. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you just have to compress all the scenes proportionally. But you lose... But that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I didn't need twenty-four minutes getting out of the de- letting Saul go. Hmm. I didn't need 24 minutes of that single. You know what would be an interesting line. experiment is to actually cut this episode
1: down to say 24 minutes, 25 minutes and see what it, cause I, I almost yeah. think you could, I think you could. Yeah. It would really take a lot of the wind out of the montage scene, but, uh, which I personally enjoyed, but I, I don't think it's really good. I, I think it would help the garage, the living room and the desert scenes.
0: Yeah. Um, Definitely. And I'm yeah, o- I, I think the second half of this episode is better Yeah, uh, and moves faster. But, man, that first half of the episode is just a slog for me. I can't wait to get Vince on the podcast.
1: He's like, so you're the boys that think you can make a better television show than me?
0: Never said that. <laughs> Never said <laughs> I think that, you did. Billigan. Nope. I think you
1: just went on the record. Nope. <laughs> we all heard it, right, folks? Uh, Liz G <laughs> says, I hope this show gets better. They're dragging scenes out too long and not holding my attention, She's the one who suggests that a 30-minute show might have been a better format for Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. My love for Breaking Bad is the only reason I'm giving the show more time to hook me. I didn't listen to the hype or watch any trailers leading up to the premiere, so I didn't have expectations. But the first two episodes have left me feeling like my initial reaction to hearing about the show was correct,
0: which, uh, was... which was
1: they're crazy to do a prequel. Hmm. Okay. Nacho, the thug with the brain, was on Breaking Bad. The actor was also on Orphan ba- Black, and I remember recognizing him on the rewatch of Breaking Bad. He was on Breaking Bad? Uh, she mentions that. I was not able to confirm that with IMDb, um, but I didn't have, I only had like a couple minutes and I was running down some of the other stuff that I got from Shane. So if you want while I'm reading the next one, you can check that out. Uh, the, I can, to give you the guy's name. His name is Michael Mando. Mando. Yeah. Michael Mando. So, uh,
0: yeah. I don't think he I was would, in Breaking Bad, yo.
1: Yeah, like let us know where you're getting that, Liz G, because I'm on the Breaking Bad wiki article and if he was shown in Breaking Bad, now maybe she's talking about the Ignacio thing. Um Oh, as
0: in his name was like mentioned the reference, before yeah. he was ever cast or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah Maybe, yeah. maybe.
1: But I they, they would definitely have his appearance in Breaking Bad if if there was one. Yeah. But uh yeah, let, if, so let us know if you if you got that. Uh, Barry C. said, I love Breaking Better Call Saul so far. Agree with you that about it being right on the line of just enough or too many nods to Breaking Bad. I almost called bullshit on the Tuco stuff, but it just got there, which I totally agree. Hmm. However, as much as I like the twins, the fact that they were so tall shined a light on how short Tuco actually is. <laughs> Raymond Cruz, yeah. In Breaking Bad, he was a very physically intimidating character, but the two lanky Napoleon Dynamites looked like they could, as a pair, have taken him. I noticed that, too. Um, yeah, yeah. These, Of course, these two, I don't know whether they're supposed to be like seven foot tall or what on the show, but they tower over everyone.
0: Yeah, Uh it, it didn't take me out of it too much. I yeah. was okay with it. That's um, the one thing
1: I've noticed about going to some of these fan festivals and stuff. It's just how sh- I knew it intellectually. Mm-hmm. but how short your average Hollywood star
0: is is shocking. You know what's more shocking? What? This is going to blow you away. Well, maybe it's just the fact that as six The feet- average size of a human being is not as tall as you, by the way. So you don't get that, right? <laughs> no, so I, I just, don't feel that at I'm all. I'm six
1: foot two, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. I've got five inches on Chad Coleman. Like, that's You have shocking. five inches on the average human being, all right. it
0: turns out. All
1: right. Um, but I don't know. I just assume that when you see some dudes, like, you know— Tuco striding around the desert, he's like at least a solid six foot, you know, he's like a,
0: and, and they kind a, of play imposing. it that way too, don't they? Yeah. They, they, they play that up a little bit, make him look a little taller than he is, shoot sure. from the right angles. Sure. Uh, there was just that one particular angle that, you know, next to the skateboard yeah, there's guys. There's you can
1: do when you got the six foot six dudes up against the five foot eight. It's, yeah. where it is. Yep. It's, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, Chris from Germany said, I have to pull off some Lord of the Rings shit there <laughs> to make it work. <laughs> Yeah, you get the you you get the uh, little people from India. Uh, you slap a you you slap a redheaded wig on them. Mm-hmm. You put the skateboard guys in small chairs. There you go. That's shoot what, from an angle. That's what you do. Yep. Uh, Chris from Germany said, "I really like the first two episodes of Better Call Saul without being too enthusiastic about it. But I have to admit that I liked them more than I liked Breaking Bad's first episodes when I watched them for the first <sighs> time." What? Wow. Wow. What? We did have the one person email this on the on the pilot episode that admitted that he was not hooked by it, because I that was always been my gold standard. Like the pilot episode of Breaking Bad is just so relentlessly entertaining and exciting yeah. that no one could watch it and not immediately want to watch the rest of the series.
0: So yeah, I guess some people do,
1: but okay, th- yeah, those people would be um, Alan Sepinwall, James Wozniak, uh, Maurice <laughs> Ryan. Like that's all they're all on record as being like, yeah, promise, but man.
0: Uh, yeah, this is, that's one of the shows that I watched and immediately liked. Like yeah. I had heard so much good stuff about it. That I, happens to me. All I turn the it time. on and boom, I'm in.
1: I'm that, ready to go. That happens to me. I'm I'm a, I'm a, a lot easier of a lay. You, uh, they have to whine and dine you a bit. Man, I didn't get hooked by Lost immediately
0: or Mad Men. That's Man another or wow. Detective. Because I tried Lost and I quit. The pilot of Lost. Two episodes
1: in. The pilot of Lost is a real ball grabber for me. And it is, it is. I don't know why it didn't hook me the first time, but I feel like half the time you're watching it play, play watching uh, like like I'm gonna put in the first episode of Lost, and I'm gonna play Bejeweled, and Pro- then probably. the credits roll. Yeah. and It's like, eh, you know,
0: it's okay. I saw something about a, a shaking <laughs> trees in a full, I don't know, a plane crash, <laughs> whatever. Something about a smoke <laughs> monster and polar bears. You're probably right. That's
1: uh, really Chris from Jer- Oh yeah, this is. He's still continuing. We got sidetracked. Sorry. Okay. Speaking of, going I was on not for too playing long.
0: Bejeweled. For the record, not playing Bejeweled during Better Call Saul. That's true. So. I was
1: there with them. <laughs> yeah, I would have smacked <laughs> the phone out of his hand. I <laughs> am um, excited uh, to see what Villigan and his crew, which he de- which he uh, has dubbed the Villa Gang.
0: The vil- uh, all right i like so that. the
1: villa gang is- so peter Gould, all these writers the Ghoul- and that have only worked on on like x-files and uh and, and breaking bad and the lone gunman and yep. better
0: call Saul. that is the villa gang so i imagine like mclaren's in there mclaren's not she- moira wally beckett she's, a she's moira Wa- yeah. definitely is in the villa gang
1: definitely okay. in the villa gang all right um, their jumping around in time announcement really made me or has me thinking a lot, especially after the first two episodes. I'd really have loved to see something of the future Saul in a later season, maybe in three and four and his efforts at being a lawyer again. And I really hope that they will at least give us a little bit more of future Saul.
0: Oh, I Fur- think they will. Furthermore,
1: I would love to see some episodes that take place parallel to Breaking Bad and some with the Slipping Jimmy timeline. But I think seasons one and two are more about the pre Breaking Bad Saul, which seemed to be a very Uh, interesting with some different storylines with the chuck uh, hamlin plot tuco uh jimmy's new name he asked do you think that jumping around in time will go that far with seasons and episodes in different times or is it more about little teasers and short scenes like the intro of episode one or the walton skyler by their house scene in breaking bad
0: i'm gonna lean more towards you know fits and starts i don't lean more towards the latter Really, like full on? No, the full no no. The latter oh, okay. was
1: like, um, this is Walt. This is a cold open with Walt and Gretchen in college. The, the Cinnabon. This is a cold open with Walt and Skyler
0: buying the first house. Yeah, I'm with you. Then I th- I think that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. Um, and um, I I don't know. Like, how do you tell a contemporary story with Breaking Bad without? Going into like having those characters on the show, well, they could like have um a day
1: in the life of Saul, like I'm gonna call it. So we need some ways, kind of like when we talked about Nucky in the last season of. You need like you need like Bronze Age, Silver Age, Golden Age. Mm-hmm. I don't know because the Golden Age would be during Breaking. Golden Age Saul would be Breaking Bad Saul, right? Bronze Age would be. Jimmy, slip in Jimmy. Jimmy I, I don't know what you would call the Silver Age. Like, like, uh, Nebraska Saul is Saul in decline. Well, I, that's the shit age, the Iron Age.
0: You, okay, the, the Stone Age yeah. Saul. Well, Stone Age implies really early. The too. Granite Age. There you go. Granite, granite Age. The there granite you go. age Saul. Do you think we'll see actual slip in Jimmy? Do you think we're going to go back that far in Saul's yes. history? Yes. Okay. Yes, I
1: think we will see a. It'll be a glorious cold open of like him, uh, like set to some kind of pimp music, uh, you know, owning Cicero. <laughs> yeah, right. no, and and so, and so and, maybe come in. When... We see what a glorious picture he's painted. I think the reality is going to be a lot different.
0: <laughs> that would be very vilganesque, Yeah, yeah, no, I can see stuff That's like a, that happening. Totally his style.
1: Sure. Um, but I also can see things like where. They make it clear that it's Golden Age Saul, and he's in his office, and he's trying to deal with the fallout from Walt and Jesse's latest jackassery. Yeah. And he's, like, you know, making phone calls and making it happen, and then he, like, sighs and looks up at the ceiling, and it then flashbacks to the Better Call Saul episode, Mm -hmm. which is going to be somehow informative of how he became the person in the Golden Age scene. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Sure. It's almost like um, it's almost like Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. 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 Or I was going with the how I met your mother where it's like, you have okay. this thing where the guys telling his kids and like whatever he's saying in the beginning is going to somehow explain what comes next after the credits.
0: Like I could see them yeah. going with that kind of trope. Uh, before we move on, there's something that we forgot to talk about in this okay. episode that Uh-oh. we were unwilling to talk about in the first episode because it's more prominent here. And that's oh. Tuco's gun. Do you want to oh. talk about that? Yeah, I, I think
1: I called it. I thought is a Taurus Judge, and it turns yeah, out it's a Taurus it Judge. The raging Judge is it like a nickname, or that might be like or a very specific model of it. Yeah, I don't know. They apparently have slightly bigger, smaller models of it. It's um, why I thought it was a Judge is because it's designed to shoot uh, four ten shot. Shotgun shells, which are long, so it's like you'll a notice handgun that, the, that shoots
0: shotgun shells. Uh, that's uh, kind of amazing.
1: I, I could probably shoot you with a four ten from this range, and you'd just be annoyed. It's it's like a lot of people call it a snake gun because it's like really good for killing snakes, and that's about it.
0: You're you're exaggerating,
1: right? I'm not. It would kill me. Like it's the size of my pinky. It's it's a small. Like have you seen a twelve gauge shotgun? Sure. It's, sure. This is like and a twenty gauge is like a lady shotgun. Like a four ten is smaller than that. But It's long ass chamber, and that's what, yeah. I, and but it can shoot like 45 rounds and 410
0: rounds, but but you are it would penetrate skin undoubtedly, right?
1: I, th- yes, it would, yeah, it like would you shoot me
0: with a 22 in the right place, and I'm but that 20, I'm gonna, I'm saying shot shell anyway, uh. <laughs>
1: The other thing is, is I think it's a bit of an anachronism. It is, completely. Because the gun came out after 2002.
0: Yeah, it came out in 2006. The show takes place guaranteed in 2002. Right. There's no way he could have that gun. So, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see. And that's what makes me say, like, the villain's in a fucking room going, I need a bigger, funnier gun. And he doesn't give a shit about those tiny little details that he kind of did in Breaking Bad. Like... There was a lot of anachronisms. The there was
1: actually a lot of anachronisms with cell phones and cars and Breaking Bad, too. Yeah, that's true. You know, especially mm-hmm. as the time went, I mean, it was not so much in the beginning, but as the time wore on, and it got to be, like, 2014, and it's still 2010 or whatever, Breaking Bad timeline. Yeah,
0: it was a little easier to forgive that because they never really showed concrete For example, dates per, very often. Well,
1: but there was the, There was like the scandal one they or talked two. About, um, they talked about the death of Bin Laden? Uh-huh. When that couldn't have happened in the show timeline. So it, yeah. it, it's it's happened before. You're right. Uh, Chris from Germany wanted to get one more edge word in edgewise if you shut the fuck up, Jim. Nope. He says, one thing I wanted to mention is that there is also an insider co- uh, podcast by Kelly Dixon for Better Call Saul. Yeah. Uh, so if cool. you liked the insider podcast before, go to amctv.com. Check out the insider podcast there as well.
0: I will definitely be checking that out. By the way, I can make a better show than Vince Gillian just putting it out there <laughs> you can make a better podcast than kelly <laughs> although i haven't heard uh, well I,
1: I, I haven't heard her newest ones but the season one haven't either season but... twos are pretty rough yeah uh
0: it's all right it's all right they they just like to have a fun time and they have a ton of good information they so do. you want to hear a lot of good stuff about behind the scenes and what's going through the heads of these characters go to that podcast it won't kill you it's
1: free uh, Steven from Florida, I love that we were able to see Tuco's side of how Saul and the twins arrived at his house. Do you think if the show jumps around timeline, we might see some events that occurred in Breaking Bad from Saul's point of view?
0: Bam. Just talked That's about that, yeah.
1: Exactly what I was talking about. I think it would be cool to see him putting together the car wash caper mm-hmm. or, you know, the uh,
0: Huel and... Uh... I might like to see the phone call, like hear the phone call that he makes to the guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. mm. Like really, spell that out for me, because that's one of the things we talked about. Maybe not being sure how he, there are three connections there. Sure, uh, I'd like to know that. I'd like to know maybe how uh, the laser tag thing all shook out. Right. Yeah. That no. I. Stuff. I.
1: I totally think we will. Um. I just, man. When is it? When will you be ready to see Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, if ever?
0: Not in season one. So okay, but you're open to they, that. They have to use them super sparingly right like and i i don't want even really as much as we saw of tuco okay like i don't want a whole full episode focused around no rather no just like you know he's he's coming away from a meeting with them and they're in the background walking off or something or Mm -hmm. or he says a couple of lines to him and then that kind of stuff would you mind if they got like joe griffenberg that's his name right
1: uh, the double,
0: like if he, so you just saw in. that,
1: if you saw the back of his head walking out of his office a few times, it's not even Brian Cranston; it's <laughs> Joe Griffinberg, his body double. Would that be That'd cool? Be cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Brett H says, "I believe the drink that um, Saul pours himself in the opening of uh, episode one is a rusty nail." And it All right. Do, uh, He's right. Uh, uh, yeah, we looked it up. It's, he's right.
0: Yeah, we got to get some of those for the studio here. I think you're we've right. got the whiskey. We just need the drambuie and uh, a little bit of lemon. We're not using. I have lemons
1: in the fridge. I'm not putting fucking log or log log. No, I'm not putting that in a rusty nail. No, I mean we could get we could go straight saw here and get doers white Label. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what you do. Okay. Uh, Jake from Tallahassee said the Gilligan wrote and directed the pl- pl- pilot for Better Call Saul, which is very impressive. But I had a nagging suspicion that later lesser directors would finish up the season like most series do. Some research shows that Michelle McLaren is directing the second episode, and the directors for episodes 3 and 10 have all directed Breaking Bad and and Fargo episodes. This is some of the best news we could hope for. It's not like The Strain, starting with Guillermo del Toro, then going for Battlestar Galactica directors.
0: Uh, I agree. I agree. That's interesting. You know, I felt at some point like there was some influence in this show from Fargo. Um, We know there was an actress in it from Fargo. I wonder if... V- either the Villigan is a big fan of Fargo, or he just runs in the same circles as the as the Fargo crew and cast. It seems like the type of show that he would be a fan of. too. Yeah, it's very stylistic. Uh, it's kind of noir. I I I would like to see a little more Fargo influence, definitely. Right, because I love that show. Um. So
1: yeah, I was looking at some of the directors. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it in the weeks ahead. Yeah. Uh, Joe from Boston said I really don't think the show has to be very similar to Breaking Bad to be great which seemed to be something that you two were suggesting in the instant take I was expecting Mm -hmm. the show to be on a to be different and I think it lives up to being a great concept on its own I would totally give it a try if I had if it had no connection to Breaking Bad he says it reminds him of a little more of the Fargo TV show which I really enjoyed oh there we go this show has a lot more idiosyncrasies and humor than Breaking Bad did Remember how depressing and emotional the family and cancer storylines were? Not to mention all the death and murder. I've seen multiple people turned off early from Breaking Bad because they find it too upsetting. I like that <laughs> Saul's a little more lightweight and fun while still having some burst of emotion and drama. Speaking of which, I don't think the stakes are as weird as you make them out. Yes, we know Saul uh, will live, but we also knew Walt would live when he had a gun to his head, right? Hope you
0: keep an open mind to this potentially great story. Yeah, but we didn't know. Like, They haven't set up anybody... Yet, who I feel like is that Jesse character, except for Mike, who we know can't die. So. Well, and, but we right off the bat, uh, Walt cooking
1: meth immediately put Skyler, Walt Jr., uh, in danger. And we cared about them because we cared about Walt. And that was Walt's family. Same thing with Hank. Same thing with Marie. Yeah. Jimmy, like, they could kill his brother Chuck. And I don't know how broken. I mean, I feel like, Jimmy, there's a real affection there. But that's also kind of a relief. Yeah, like we need right. some characters that he cares about and that we can care about to where you can legitimately threaten them. How about Kim? Yeah, Kim could work. Whether they we go don't little know what sister route is. or they go lover route. I mean yeah. um it's just you know, I'd convince make a character that I would care about. Hell yes he can. Yeah. Has he
0: done it in two episodes <laughs> yet? No, he has not. Not yet. No. And that's the thing. I mean, like, all of this may change by the end of season one, and I right. may be whistling but, but an entirely different tune. Him, but...
1: and, him and the ghoul are fighting with two hands tied behind her back because he's introduced in character and gone two episodes without having us have any kind of stake in it. Yeah. But that's fine if he's making a comedy, which it feels to me like that's broadly what this is. Better
0: call Saul is is You're probably right. is yeah. a comedy with a little bit of drama. How many comedies do you know that go an hour every week? <laughs> like that's the scary thing to me. Right. Even the dramedies like Girls and uh I don't know Louis? what is. Louis is Louis an hour?
1: No, Louis 30. Well, Louis might be whatever the hell it is. I <laughs> I honestly <laughs> I know the like the first couple seasons for. were were solid 30-minute episodes, but if uh-huh. you'd ask me how long some of those last season wins, I I honestly couldn't tell you without looking it up. Yeah. Uh, Last one before we get to the slight spoilers. uh, Fred G said, I'm wondering if Laverne... uh, This is also Dr. Barry Goodman. uh, Oh, yeah. From running electrical, uh, uh, Magical Magical. Electric Motive. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, uh, I was wondering if Laverne and Shirley was before your time. It was before my time, but the cool thing about being a kid in the 80s was when you were sick, they showed all that cool shit. From, like, 9 o'clock to Nick 11 at night o'clock. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Nick at night. It was just broadcast television. It was... Oh, really? They had, like, the Beverly Hillbillies. They had uh, Green Acres. Andy Griffith. Laverne and Shirley. All in the Family. Matlock. Maud. Matlock was
0: more of a contemporary thing, though. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I got a lot of exposure to that during the summer and when I was... Uh, I Love Lucy. Sick. I Love Lucy. Another yeah. great one. Dick Van Dyke Show.
0: Yes. Dick yeah. Van
1: Dyke's really, really funny. Uh he goes I think the real breakout from uh Better Call Saul will be Michael McKean. If you ever saw or remember Laverne or Shirley, I would strongly advise you to see an episode with Lenny and Squiggy. Hmm. Then you might want to catch one of the X-Files which Michael McKean is in. The one in which he turns into Mulder is a great example. I forgot that that he, he was turns turned... into Mulder? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I remember that episode. What does that even mean? Uh you need Like he's a shapeshifter? Uh he pretends to be he assumes Mulder's form and goes. I think uh, the way it works out is like a, a comical Friday adventure.
1: situation where they switch bodies. Oh okay. Um but what he's doing uh what he's doing on Saul is an order of magnitude improvement. And he goes, It's similar to seeing Cranston's improvement from his X Files outing to breaking bad. So <laughs> I'm I think isn't X Files on
0: Netflix, the whole thing. It might be. Um We I, should do a live watch of that. That'd be fun. The Cranston episode. Oh, I thought you
1: were talking about this uh, Michael McKean one too.
0: Uh, uh, sure. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah. Both of those are classics. So, sure, I wouldn't mind doing that. Are you Are you actually writing that? Is, is your ass writing a check or is your mouth writing a check that your ass is going to be able to cash, cashier? Well, I said we should do it. Not we will do it. <laughs> <laughs> i'll write it down if though. so i'm sure As we'll promote it effectively idea. so everybody can watch oh <laughs> yeah yeah we're great at that we're, we're not professional so great operation. at your regularly scheduled stuff um anyway that's it if you'd like to send us some more feedback uh bettercastsall at com. you can also get on our forums at forums.baldmove.com facebook at com slash baldmove on twitter at baldmove guess what you can get all that in the show notes We'll be back next week on Wednesday, and every Wednesday henceforth to cover the new uh, Better Call Saul episodes. I think we got eight left. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And we got a little bit of spoiler action after the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to stay with us, please do. If not, we're going to breeze on. Yep. And we will see everybody who
0: doesn't stay next week. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya. We're back with the spoiler section what do we have this week
1: henry s sent us some spoilers that he is divine from examining the imd cast list now, i want to caution that imdb is not necessarily the gospel truth especially to yeah. further you out because there was a big prank played on the game of thrones fans last week involving casting spoilers mm-hmm. for the upcoming season that turned out to be just a hoax the
0: casting brian cranston is one of the dragons he was
1: he was <laughs> um <laughs> The sky blue one. Okay, yeah. Uh, but he, so, so take this with a grain of salt, but or get appropriately excited about it, whichever you, you want to do. Um, some of the highlights that he found is the actress that plays Wendy mm-hmm. is credited. Uh, the actor that plays Jesse's dad credited as Mr. Pinkman. Okay. And so we're not meeting Jesse, we're meeting his dad. I wonder in what
0: circumstances. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe salt the death t- of his his aunt, like Jesse's aunt. Ooh. But maybe Saul, he's involved in dealing that house to them. Maybe, or...
1: but Saul, Saul's too low rent for Mr. Pinkman to deal with, I believe,
0: in an official capacity. You're right. May, may, I don't know. I mean, what episode is that going to be in? I don't know. Because if it's much later in the season, maybe he's turning into Saul Goodman at that point. He's transitioning uh, somehow. Uh, our pal, Max
1: Ciniega, it's crazy. Eight. Oh, yeah. Cool. Might want to reach out to him and see if he wants to talk about that. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but Tuco is only in the two episodes hmm. that he's been in listed, so we probably oh, aren't wow. going to see Tuco anymore.
0: So, really, they just use Tuco as a touchstone for. It feels crazy, to me, drug dude. I think whoever said
1: it in the feedback was right on. Is that this lends this guy instant credibility in his universe, and now we're going to deal with him instead of Raymond Cruz because Raymond Cruz is busy.
0: Okay, fair enough. And also, I haven't seen the closer, but I'm sure it's okay.
1: Um, but also, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, they also can't do things like kill Tuco, or they can kill Nacho. Yeah. Or Ignacio, or whoever he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it, like I said, light spoilers, but, uh, I totally could get this, I, I, I could totally get down to some more Windy. um, I totally could get down to some more Crazy 8. Um, I'm kind of curious about the Pinkman stuff, though.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how that ties in, but we'll
1: see. That's such a small part of Breaking Bad anyway. I wouldn't, I, honestly, if you... If you got 3 generic TV dads and lined them up, I I could pick out his mother. His mother made a much bigger impression on me. If his got, dad, I don't know. I could I don't know if I could pick him out of a line. If you got
0: Jesse Pinkman's dad, the dad from Boy Meets World and who I also can't picture. Uh, exactly. They look they look kind of similar. Uh-huh. Um who's another like blondish kind of just middle-aged white dude? I don't know. It's, I'm not drawing. I'm drawing a blank here. Um, how about Stan from The Americans? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's
1: perfect. Put line them up uh, 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 like actors who are essentially a bowl Just of tapioca a nebbish, pudding. Yeah, yep. uh, I, I could not. I could not pick them out of the lineup. Sure. Uh, so that's it. Um, kind of a weak tea spoiler section, but I didn't want to get people's uh, panties and or boxers and or briefs
0: into a bunch. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.